about three things, we were absolutely positive. First, this was a podcast about young adult fiction. Second, a part of us, and we didn't know how dominant that part was, loved these books. And third, we unconditionally and irrevocably hated them. Hi everyone, I'm Chloe. And I'm Fran, and this is Breaking Down the YA Saga, a podcast where two grown-ups women revisit their favourite young adult books with new opinions and added sarcasm. In this episode, we'll be revisiting Twilight Chapter 4. Obvious spoiler warning, if you haven't read the series, then why are you here? And we'd love to say a huge thank you to Pop Doodles for our amazing artwork. Which we finally have. We've been saying it for the past episode, even though we didn't have it. <laughs> this but is we, what we on eventually. Yeah, were we on episode four, right? Yeah. So we said it. You won't know because we just released episode two <laughs> and we have the new artwork now, but we're on episode four now, actually. And now we got the thing. Does that make any sense, what I just said? <laughs> I think so. The magic of pre-recording. I know, right? How have you been, Fran? How's life? Um, like I don't already know. <laughs> exactly. So they cancelled my flights from Germany to England again. So I'm stuck in Germany a bit longer. We'll see what's going to happen. <laughs> also, I started Tiger King. I literally messaged my friend before and she was like, don't watch it, it's so messed up. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. And then two months later, I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> no, definitely watch it. It's, it's worth watching. Mostly so you can just be like, what? You're never going to have any answers to those questions, but you need to have those questions so that you can talk about them with other people and try and find some answers to those questions. Exactly. Also, I find it quite insane that that guy started filming this whole thing for five years and he didn't know what it would turn into. So I'm going to just say in advance that a lot of my notes reference to go to page numbers, so there's going to be a lot of paper flicking again. Which we love. It's added <laughs> sound effects, Fran. People love it. It's about reading books and you can hear what it sounds like. Do you read a book? It's like our um, immersive app that we're reading our amazing book on. Chloe and I are reading a really dumb book on an immersive, immersive app and it's just the worst thing ever. If you ever want to know what it sounded like, listen to a guy being <laughs> pleasured by his girlfriend it sounds an awful lot like a creepy person breathing down the phone apparently nothing sounds like it's supposed to it's fantastic also um, chloe has a really needy cat that might pop in today we don't know if her microphone is going to be good enough to pick it up but it's not even that it's about that whilst i was setting up he climbed onto the table and smashed his head against the microphone which will definitely be picked up if he does that okay so that's um, a warning it's good to know yeah although i think he is outside sleeping with the other cats at the moment for a first time in a while so sleeping i am with the other cats yeah he spent the entire night sleeping with me in my bed <laughs> um because he's needy but there we go. So today we are, as we've said previously, looking at chapter four of Twilight, and I have some opinions. I have such strong opinions that one of my notes is half a page long, and I also missed some things whilst making notes because I was so angry about other things. <laughs> How fabulous. Amazing. So in chapter four, 
there is the spring dance coming up at the school and literally every guy ever i say every guy ever it's three boys <laughs> keep asking bella to go to the prom with them or like spring dance with them even though it's girl's choice so they just keep ignoring that and just keep bothering bella about it Bella decides she would go to seattle on that weekend of the dance so she doesn't have to go and then edward remains a dick for most of this chapter uh, and then he does decide to talk to her, but is still a dick, even though he's talking to her. But in the end, kind of asks her, pressures her, or forces her into going to Seattle with him. And that's the chapter. It's mostly just boys being shit. <laughs> also, Chloe's drinking from a water bottle again, just so you know. I gave a warning for that <laughs> um, in episode two. So if you haven't re- watched episode two, then you've come to the wrong place. This is episode four. <laughs> so we'll start with the plot, um, which is great because that is my first note is about the dream i hate it oh yeah i hate it so much (laughs) i um i might just find where the unless you remember the description of the dream oh it was um i think it was something like it was pretty dark like it was really dark and edward was walking in front of her but um she keeps calling after him and running after him but she doesn't get closer to him and he doesn't turn around or something and it was very distressing very traumatic for her so yeah the only light in the dream is radiating from edward's skin wow foreshadowing um and that she yeah she can never catch up to him however fast she ran however loud she shouted there was nothing i hate it so much and i the only reason why it's there is just to further along the like the little the little plot of vampire the little plot of vampire like that's not what the books are about <laughs> um but that is just why that is there and i hate it <laughs> so much you're just dreaming about this random dude that you met like twice and he was just constantly being a dick to you he did save your life but he's still being a dick <laughs> i don't understand it it's just it's a it's a weird oh bella's got some issues <laughs> Which we will, which we will eventually look into because I found two very interesting books about the psychology in Twilight, which I'm very excited to read and then tell you more about as soon as I have the time. So that sounds great. I'm not going to read them and I'm just going to get it from you. You're just going to do a special Twilight psychology episode eventually when I have the time to read it. Right now I don't. And I'll just. I will get it. Yes, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also think that. Uh, my next plot point was the fact that she thinks that Edward would want her dead. Just seems a bit ridiculous. Mm. Where has this got, like she's spent this whole time being like, oh, he hates me. And now she's like, he definitely wants me to die. He hates me. And I know it's probably to further along with their relationship later and how he's there to like protect her. And it's all like folds into the plot stuff. But again... I'm bored of it. I'm over it. I wish they didn't exist, either of them, ever. Just a naturally developing thought. Yeah, that's how it works, isn't it, in real life? You hate someone, then you want to kill them. Going from someone thinking they don't like you to going to someone thinking they want to kill you is is a very extreme step. Yeah. And I don't know how she got there. Like, Bella, how, what kind of mind gymnastics did you do to get to that conclusion? So my next point was that I actually really want to hear Edward's take on things with some of the conversations especially with uh, the conversation where Tyler 
takes a chance whilst his he, he while they're in the traffic jam that Edward has caused to talk to Bella about asking her to the dance, which again it's girl's choice, stop it. <laughs> but um I want to know what was going on because Edward stopped the car because he knew Tyler was going to ask. So I just really want to hear that version of things. Like, what was Tyler thinking? Did he think, if the car stopped right now, I'm going to ask Bella to the dance? And Edward was like, brakes. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And like, what? Why is he doing it? Is it for his own, like, personal laughs? I don't understand why he's enabling that conversation. (laughs) Yeah, I also wrote down just, just all three guys that we've met so far well apart from edward keep asking her to spring dance even though it's girl's choice and it's really annoying like i'd be so over it bella literally said at one point like isn't it girl's choice and he was like yeah but i thought maybe you wanted to ask me i'm like if she wanted to she would because that's how that works you're dumb (laughs) i also like Bella was looking into the car as well in front because she could see and she could see Edward like laughing in the in the rearview mirror I'm guessing she could see him looking back and laughing in her oh I just because that just must seem to her like what is going on is he laughing because I'm stuck in a traffic jam obviously she wouldn't think that he could hear them talking because I'm guessing there's like enough of a distance and they're not talking particularly loud or Oh, I just really need Edward's take on that conversation. I really Well, we will eventually get it in Midnight Sun. My final plot point that I have is, who is Lauren? Like, (laughs) (laughs) she's just thrown in suddenly. They're just like, she's like, oh yeah, you could just ask Lauren to... There has been no Lauren this whole time. (laughs) There's just been Jessica and Angela. And now it's just like, who's Lauren and why is she here? And I feel like it must be to do with something later on that they had to introduce this other girl suddenly it just seems really thrown in and random i have so many questions and i'm hoping we see something and how many times is she gonna be mentioned i'm pretty sure it's the same thing happens in the film as well that they're all sitting together and then when they go to la push there's like an extra girl there yeah i made that up i, I think, don't know i just think laura might just be like some extra girl to make sure there's enough people at la push or something <laughs> maybe or it's just someone else that we did meet and Bella just doesn't remember the name and just made up the name Lauren. It's Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> she just got really confused and told Jessica, like, oh, why don't you ask Lauren? And Jessica's like, who's Lauren? <laughs> I have a last plot point Fine, on Edward because yeah. I thought it was really funny that he literally showed up every moment that any guy asked. Again, I'm saying any guy. It was three guys. <laughs> who asked Bella to the prom and he just keeps being in the background and laughing. And I would have loved for that to be in the film. So moving on to a nice little section we like to call character development. Yeah, I literally got like two and a half points. And one of those points is a quote. Yeah, mine is two, which is the no one else watching the way I did. How pitiful. Too right, Bella. It really is. But at the same time, yeah, at the same time, like, she's noticed now that she is being weird yeah because before she didn't register her behavior as being in any way bad she was fine with her crazy stalkerish ways mm. um, she, did, she did sometimes have like a moment of when she had a dumb thought being like ah oh, this dumb but then she's like yeah but i still 
you know, I still feel that way, but it's done. Yeah. But I don't care because it's romantic. Yeah, now she's like, wow, this is not okay. Yeah, I also, I wrote down, Bella continues to be a creepy stalker. In this chapter, she admits that her obsession is unhealthy. Um, and then I just have to wonder why she says to herself, like, this is really an unhealthy obsession that I've got. And then does nothing about it. She doesn't talk to her friend. She doesn't talk to her mum the school counsellor <laughs> a teacher the internet anyone like just find Bella on Reddit <laughs> <laughs> and it also then brings up the question of like I was thinking about it whilst I was like okay so who would like why should not ask anyone and then there just seems to be like a lot of when is this set like what year is this I'm really confused like does anyone have a mobile phone they seem to use like home phones to talk to each other and emails they do wait let me check i think it's isn't it like 2003 am i just making that up let me quickly check because none of the teenagers seem to have phones or really use the internet very much i think it's like the nokia phone time bella and edward first meet at folks high school march 18th 2005 right so there is phones and internet there is phones and internet but it's nokia phones and really shitty slow internet no, it's not. 2005, yeah. Fran, I left school in 2008 and everyone had like iPhones then. Honestly, 2005 wasn't that bad. I had... <laughs> Why I didn't had... I have an iPhone back then? <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, I remember 2005, if it was early in that kind of sound, because I had like a 3310. Don't know By what the that time, means. <laughs> it's the game, it used to have Snake on it and everything. It was an old Nokia phone that was like a brick. Oh, yeah. 310 um and by the time i'd gone to secondary school i already had a flip phone that had a color screen and had like internet available on it if you had a hotspot but it, w- it was still kind of the internet where you like if you press on the internet button by mistake you get really panicky because people tell you that that it charges you like a thousand do- pound euro yeah, dollar was, whatever that was when i started in year like in year seven I left school in 2008, so there must, there's definitely, 2005 had definitely had some progress. I can't think what phone I had at the time, but there was definitely better phones, and there was definitely loads of use of internet. Why didn't Bella have a MySpace page? Why didn't Bella have a MySpace page? She would have been the perfect MySpace contender. Right? Where was Bella's MySpace? I think what I've taken from this is that this is definitely written by an adult, because these kids aren't doing kid stuff (laughs) (laughs) like there's no like i'm bored so i'm just gonna play snake on my phone for 10 minutes yeah none of that there's no internet use really just gonna go on myspace and then also just listen to like what did we what did we what's like what was like the creep the emo music of 2005 there's so much of it when was Black Parade up? Don't Bella remember. would. I'm gonna have a little look quickly because that would have been Bella's album. Oh, it would have been, yeah. It just, it came out in 2006. So it was still while she was a teen. I know that's the year after they'd met, but no, that's like perfect because in 2006 was the whole thing where where Edward left her. That's what she was doing in her room when she was sitting for three <laughs> months solid. It was just listening to the Black Parade <laughs> on vinyl because she couldn't listen to it any other way. Yeah. No, but seriously, Bella had a MySpace page. She definitely would have talked about her obsession with Edward there and asking for help. 
Um, and it definitely would have been the kind of MySpace page that had the song like linked in the background when you yes. so when the page loaded up, a song was playing and it yeah. had like some very dramatic emo picture as the background. Oh yeah, like um, <laughs> I was about to say melted roses, but that's not the word. <laughs> wilting wilting roses just or someone you know like with dark angel wings something like that those kind of that kind of vibe and she definitely would have one of those bits you know where everyone used to have like because like, you'd always have your top eight she would have arranged that like so perfectly and then there would have been the little bit you know where you could always put in a little picture and write about someone because I had one for like my best friend at the time was like this person is the best person in my life and I couldn't get through my life without them um and Bella would have that but she wouldn't put a picture because it would be about Edward and she would just be like there's this person in my life and it's so mysterious and I just can't deal with it and like I can't stop thinking about him and there'd have been this whole post and everyone would have messaged her being like oh my god babe same Remember when everyone used to take pictures of themselves holding little signs with people's MySpace names on? What was that about? That was a time. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was really into MySpace. Well, I only, I only got like the last year before everyone then went to Facebook. But that year was crazy. (laughs) It's just the weirdest, like, if, you, if you're not taking angled pictures, then why bother? Exactly. Um, right. I need to just, sorry, I've done it again. I've done, I found my first note that is definitely... I completely uh, forgot what we were talking about before Bella's MySpace. <laughs> that she needed to get some help because she admitted she had an obsession and then did nothing about it. I found what I was talking about. So, Bella was stubborn, is my note and I found the whole page is when she's talking to Edward and he's basically saying that he doesn't think they should be friends because it's better for her if they're not um and then she gets very annoyed and is like oh you regret saving me and he's like I don't he's like you wanted me to die and he's like no I don't and she just won't give up on the fact that he wanted her to die even though he's literally saying like I really didn't want that Bella and she's like oh but you did Edward for like a good paragraph that whole conversation is Bella deciding she knows best about what the other human is thinking. Human, not a human, vampire, other person. The other person is thinking. Isn't that how all good relationships start? <laughs> of you being convinced that the other person wants you to die? Um, Put a ring on it. <laughs> automatically follows, oh, I should have kept that page open, with the note that she, the level of her clumsiness in this chapter is infuriating and it there is it it's probably because she is talk talking or being a bit more on edward so he can keep saving her and all the other boys can keep saving her it wasn't that the whole thing where she dropped her books and he and and she she thought about not picking them up but then edward was there and picked them up for her it was the, the fact she spent like the whole of her gym class falling over yeah just constantly um and yeah a bunch of other stuff but yeah she just which is like my team never passed me the ball so that was good but i fell down a lot stop just stop sometimes i took people with me no one is that level of clumsy it was the most frustrating chapter to read for bella's clumsiness because it's almost like just to make sure we definitely knew that he's like very agile and there's some other descriptive words for for Edward and Bella just says clumsy little human 
you don't need to bring it home anymore. We got it. We got it when she nearly died. Like he's special. Like he's got some special abilities. Oh my god. I don't even know why that was under character development. So relationships. I think I've got a fair few notes on relationships. This yeah, time I do too. Uh, my first being her reaction to Tyler, which I've written. I roll just automatically after my sentence because I get it. Um, she is so annoyed by everything and she's like oh he's treating me so differently and he's being a bit weird around me he's trying to be my friend like because he nearly killed you Bella like cut the guy some slack have a conversation with him and be like look I understand all this guilt that you have but I'm over it now it's fine I'm alive don't just be like oh this guy nearly killed me and he's like upset about that of course he is and then Eric and Mike are also ah he keeps following her around, but we want her. Honestly, I don't, I feel like the introduction of Tyler to this thing was just to give her another admirer yeah. to moan about. Oh God, all these the, people really like me. What am I going to do? The guys in that chapter are so annoying. She is very much aware of um, Edward through this whole, this whole page. Like she tried to talk to him. I love this line. Hello, Edward, I said pleasantly to show him I was going to behave myself. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like super miserable about the fact that he doesn't want to talk to her. And then just continues to like watch him and try and be like around him and to show him that she's ignoring him. She's going out of her way to behave in a way to make sure that he knows that she's not talking to him. Do you know what kind of uh, bothers me about that as well is um, she acts like it's so unnatural that he ignores her, but he ignores everyone. Yeah. He he makes us like such a she she makes us like such a big deal. Which is like ah, oh, it's like ah, oh, Edward's the only part. Like I'm the only person that Edward's rude. She's like no, he literally doesn't talk to anyone. You're not special. It's not a personal problem. But I love when later they start talking each other. They start talk no, they start talking to each other. And they're so overly dramatic with each other. It's just like, I don't know. I could just imagine the bitchiest girls fighting towards the end. And just both like, fine. And the other's like, fine. And then they, yeah, yeah piss off in different directions. Um, That's kind of their dynamic through this whole chapter. Uh, my next note is give Jessica a chance. Yes. This poor girl. Like, I can understand. She has been at this school for a while. She's fancied Mike for a little while as well. Like, obviously, she fancied Edward first, I'm assuming. Yeah. Then she's moved on to Mike, or she fancied Mike for a bit, went on to Edward, whatever. She likes Mike. And I can understand. She's a teenage girl and has a healthy relationship with her crushes. She's not obsessing. But I can understand why she's finding it a bit difficult. And Bella is the kind of person who's like, oh, I'm a feminist, and then just isn't. Yeah. She's so, her behavior towards other women is just shocking. But you know, she because I'm pretty sure she says stuff in other places where you, she's trying to sound like she's a feminist. But honey, no. <laughs> but then she also shames them in the sentence after. <laughs> Oh, she is just so awful about Jessica. It's not even that bad, but she's just like, just give the girl a chance and just understand where she's coming from. Like, Bella, just think for a second, if your friend was talking to the guy, like talking to Edward, 
and you were like oh I really wanted to ask Edward to the dance wouldn't you also be a little bit cautious and then be a bit happy that that person said they weren't going to go at all like I can understand where Jessica was coming from yeah she wasn't nasty at any point she was just a bit jealous and didn't actually do anything wrong she was just like oh, I really don't want Bella to ask him another well, annoying relationship it's just honestly the whole Tyler Eric Mike dynamic but especially mm-hmm. Mike who just like clings to her now and sits on her table before the class starts to make Edward jealous or something I don't I don't even know I'm like Mike just <laughs> get some hobbies get a life <laughs> it's, oh, I got so many nerves this chapter I have a lot more to, to say during critiques later but yeah it's the whole biology scene uh i've got two these two notes kind of uh run together so that kind of helps but um bella said i think she said at the end of chapter one or the beginning of chapter two that she needed to let mike down gently yeah i think chapter two yeah um because it was like he was getting a little bit much and she clearly never did that at any point yeah she's not had a conversation with him just from the way he still behaves and I'm wondering why like why make such a big deal about like oh I don't want this guy thinking there's gonna something's gonna happen I don't want him to be like interfering too much and then just lets him like carry her books around and exactly like I just feel like the only reason why she didn't let Mike down gently was because Edward took a little bit of interest in her because he spoke to her and she wanted to make Edward feel jealous by having yeah. this guy be interested yeah and that's not fair on anyone in that situation yeah there's a few people involved in if you're using mike to make edward jealous it's not fair on mike because you're giving him the the wrong idea and he thinks something's gonna happen and then she always complains that he's there it's yeah. not fair on jessica who genuinely really likes mike and doesn't get a chance with him because he thinks there's a chance with bella um and like also it's kind of not fair on on edward don't don't try and make people jealous with other people and following on from, it's still in the same scene, is the fact of Edward's frustration at not being able to read Bella's mind becomes really evident, but yeah. only on a readback because it just looks like he's annoyed at her all the time. And he, like, he's like staring at her and his reactions are like of annoyance. But I think if you read it for the first time, you might think he's just annoyed at her presence until you realise that he doesn't know what's going on because she's playing weird mind games sort of and he's just he can't read her mind, he can't work out what's going on. Yeah. Um sorry, my page had turned back and I didn't understand because it was all the same notes again. I've got a little um, positive note when um you're done with your negative ones. <laughs> I have one positive one about their relationship. Tell us. Um, I've only got two points after relationships, and one being that I loved how Edward reacted to the fact that Bella thought some like he'd want her dead. He was genuinely quite shocked by that. Yeah, and you could tell like he that was like the first moment you could kind of tell how he feels towards her a bit. Mm-hmm. And he the shock that he has of why she would think so little of herself as well. Yeah. It was like the nice thing he's done so far, which isn't a lot. It's like saving her life in that. <laughs> I've got I've got um a little note on parents, um yeah. their relationships. First of all, Charlie is just being awesome again and really tries his best. 
um, because when Bella tells him that she wants to go to Seattle, he's really worried about um, her getting there safely and if he should join. And like it was, I think it it just sounded really like sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And then also again, which we've spoken about in a previous chapter, that her mum was very worried as well. That Bella, you know, her her emails were you know sporadically and just didn't sound very positive. Um, so you could see that her mum was really worried as well, which I think, yeah, like we previously discussed, is a nice thing because, like you said, another episode it could seem a bit like her mum doesn't care that much on sometimes. Yeah, um, the whole like moving and you know so I think it's it's still nice that because it's like a thing I feel like a lot of authors in some stories are you know as soon as you move to a different place everyone else that's not and that's not in that place seems to be forgotten especially Mm -hmm. parents because they usually never play that big of a role in YA books I mean there are some obviously some books where it is but on most of them, I feel like parents are just more in the background. So I think it's nice that there is still a relationship between Bella and her mum. And it's not like, well, Bella's gone. So, well, well her mum is gone or stayed at home. So we don't hear from her anymore. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah, the relationship between her parents all through the books, I feel like it gets like her relationship with Charlie gets really really strong towards the end Mm -hmm. from what I can remember and I don't think it gets I think a lot of it gets lost in Breaking Dawn films of what happens in the books because I'm sure he's way more interested in Renaissance mate than he is in the films pretty sure he like asked to hold the baby and there's like a whole moment with that unless I've made that up no I do think so too that there was definitely a stronger relationship between him and Renesmee in the books than it was in the films um, I think in the films they just really wanted to focus so much on the whole Edward and Bella dynamic that any other relationship just kind of got lost they sort of showed bits of Charlie but yeah it's really nice seeing I'm I'm sure it gets a lot stronger through the books when I can remember Charlie's a really good dad and I love him um my last relationship note is well Edward is a stalker <laughs> Um, and that's the whole him he's been listening in to conversations and I'm pretty sure he had to have listened with like his extra good hearing or by reading minds to find out Bella's plans which is a little bit much just a little bit much just I can understand if he'd they'd had that conversation like sitting directly next to him why he might bring it up but he's definitely heard that through other people's thoughts or being really far away from conversations that he was not involved in because even Bella's like um how do you know about that yeah exactly which nicely ties into one of my first critiques um which is Edward kind of guilt tripping Bella into going to Seattle with him yeah um because it, it was I find found the whole scene was kind of a bit of like an emotional roller coaster where you know at one point they're shouting at each other or being really mad at each other and then he's like i should come to seattle with me like i'm going to seattle too your truck's not gonna make like what is it truck no truck yeah yeah truck. yeah like your truck's not gonna make it your truck's not gonna make it to seattle it's gonna break down 
and um, my car is way better. And it just, it seemed, I think it probably had maybe, I don't know, a nice intention. Maybe his intention was to kill her and eat her in Seattle. Who knows? Uh, we might find it out on Midnight Sun. But it just sounded really shitty. I feel like if a, if a guy would talk to me like that, I was like, well, your car's really shit. You can't drive. I, I'm doing it way better. Come to Seattle with me. I'd be like, eat shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't understand how this relationship started. I really don't. Just so much is wrong with the beginning of it. My first criticism is mostly because oh, it's the, where's the quote there? Uh, it's better if we're not friends, he explained. Trust me, my eyes narrowed. I'd heard that before. Why I want so much more information on this. Because what happened in Bella's past to cause her to like what what no oh my god, let me try it again. <laughs> what happened to Bella before with with that? Is it that she was bullied by someone or was it that she'd previously had an obsession with someone mm-hmm. that was the same as Edwards and that was their way of trying to politely ask her to stop being so obsessed with them or what yeah what relationship ended with the words like we're it's better if we're not friends and is that something that then holds the key to why Bella is the way she is now with Edward and the way she is in general with all of her depression and everything else that comes with it um yeah, I do think there must have definitely been something that has happened. Maybe also because I, I do feel like her mum is also so like all over the place emotionally that her mum probably also has depression. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do feel like, and, and I think we keep getting hints about Bella's past, like negative aspects of her past. I mean, again, with like the fishing trip, we're like, did she just, did something happen or was it just bored? Like, stuff that's kind of open for interpretation but it would be interesting to find out because then um, we'd have a lot more explanation of a character trait like why she is the way she is not saying that you know stalking and being creepy (laughs) is all right (laughs) (laughs) but where you can be a bit more understanding to where she from you know where she's coming from it's just one of those things it's just a a throwaway line that's never like come back to and I find that there's like a Mm. few things like that like yeah the fishing thing and I do feel like is there the things that aren't being said definitely would make sense yeah like to her behavior now Um, yeah I find it just I find it really frustrating in this book that descriptions of places are so like well written and there's so much information to like let you let you see a place but when it comes to Bella's backstory, it's just like a little quick one line and then gone. It's like in the book we're reading where it's like, oh, she's a healer for like 30 chapters. But we still don't know what it is. I honestly, with that though, I feel like it's, and it might be with this, it's just like leaving something really open so that you can edit along the way yeah i think that's a thing if you doesn't talk too much about Bella's past then you can just sort of change some things all the way through just to give her other behavioral traits and stuff yeah that's true 
again, I'm going to bring this up every time there is a card that Bella names. Uh, she talks about someone's centra. Um, you cannot start a book saying that someone doesn't know anything about cars and then keep naming the cars. I'm so bored of it now. It's my it's favorite. It's my car. favorite thing now because you get so worked up about it. <laughs> It's such a stupid thing to get wound up by, but it's just, it's laziness. It's easier to say, there was a silver Volvo than saying what the car looked like, or the Sentra. I don't even know what a Sentra looks like, so you could just say a, a black Jeep. Yeah. And I'd be like, cool, I know what a Jeep looks like. Stop naming the cars. No one's impressed with your car knowledge. You're not supposed to have any, Bella. She's probably doing. I don't care. She's probably doing like online quizzes on it at home. Just be like, "What's this car?" Like, yeah. Did she move though? And thought I should probably learn what cars are, just so I can think about what car everyone drives. Honestly, just stop it. Um, (laughs) such a weird thing to get annoyed by. (laughs) It really annoys me. Oh. The next thing that really annoys me is when she says she's going to make chicken enchiladas because it's going to take a lot of time. Bella, what kind of chicken enchilada? Is she going and hunting chickens herself? And like making everything from its like bare ingredients and like getting the flour and everything to make the tortillas with? Look at her. Back churning her own, churning her own cheese. Churn butter, you don't churn cheese. Is it fermenting? Fermenting cheese? I got so angry about making her enchiladas that I forgot how you make cheese. Oh, that doesn't even matter. It's not the point. Like, it's going to take her about an hour to like cut some veg and cook it all up and have it in the oven. Like, it wouldn't even take an hour to get it in the oven. Well, honestly, Bella, an hour of not thinking about Edward is a long time for her. But it wouldn't even be an hour. It's going to take her about. Unless she takes like 20 minutes to cut an onion and you don't want to fry up too much because you want that nice like bite to it still. Like if all the peppers, shut up Bella, it doesn't take that long. (laughs) She makes it sound like it takes her like four hours to prepare this meal and it doesn't. She have made lasagna, that takes ages. (laughs) I have, my next note is that Bella needs to stop being down on herself and it goes back to getting some hobbies again because when she has spare time she just She's just down on herself. She criticizes herself and is really frustrating. Harvey in her spare time is just depression. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it shouldn't be though. Bella, depression isn't a hobby. (laughs) Please find a new one. Uh... And directly followed by, I hate the attitude that is put across about uh, when... Charlie's talking about the dance and he just doesn't know when it is and she was like yeah dad like what does she say exactly hang on so she said that she's going off to go shopping and then says that it's gonna be really boring because it's gonna be in dressing rooms and obviously that makes him that puts him off because he doesn't want to sit in the dressing rooms for ages uh and then he says will you be back in time for the dance and she says girl only in a town this small would a father which has emphasised the word father, know when the high school dances were. Wow. What is with that? It's, oh, I feel like it just, it's just like the Mormon side showing. Singer parents, what's that? People caring about their children, what's that? What's up with that? What's up with parents caring about when 
the things are that their children do. Thing is, like a lot of schools have like a yearly calendar that parents have. Yeah. It says when school holidays and stuff are. Anyway, I mean, over here we do. So yeah, Germany too. Like so yeah. there's probably like a whole calendar of things, and he's like he would have looked into that. He was super excited about getting Bella back in his life, and he was so prepared for her being there. Like he'd gone and got a truck and everything, and you know, like he would have looked at when all the things were so that he would know, so he could you know make sure she was ready for thing like I'm pretty sure if she was like I would like to go to dance but I don't have a dress he would have definitely been like okay you can go to this shop this shop this shop like, if you drive yeah. over this way you can go to these places he would have been so prepared and it's just because his how much he cares about her and how much he wants her to be happy and that's why he knows when the dances are it's, it's not about being in a small town it's not how big your town is it's just whether I hate it. I hate that it just says like father emphasis on the father part. Dads are allowed to know when dancers are. Stephanie. <laughs> well, they're clearly not. Not not if you care for Bella's opinion. Then they don't. <laughs> the use of the word Volvo is in every chapter, and I'm wondering if Stephanie was sponsored by Volvo to write this book because there is no need to have the word Volvo in every single chapter because it really is. <laughs> I am bored of the word Volvo now. I hate it. I never want to see a Volvo again. Um, I'm going to jump that one and come back to that one in a second because we'll have a lot to say probably. Yes. Uh, we'll have a lot to say about both of these to be fair. Then start with one. Uh, we'll start with where we were last time which is with the gaslighting I guess. I thought we'd talk about that so much. Yes. But I'm just, I was really hoping that this chapter would be different and that he would have moved away from that and try especially because she questions him a lot anyway and it doesn't it clearly doesn't work if she still has questions and I thought he might have developed a new way of talking to her by now yeah but no just gonna keep gaslighting it's fine it's so just I, you know I, it's romantic I feel like insulting her has become a new addition like he did a bit the chapter before but it was more gaslighting but now it's also insulting quite a bit my favorite line being bella you're utterly absurd it would have probably just hit him in the face i don't know <laughs> it just chucked a book his head everything about this book just drives me mad i just needed to find the right bits so that i can have some context because yeah i just want the gaslighting to stop i just want it to stop bored of it shouldn't have been here in the first place um, my next point, which will probably actually have quite a fair bit to say, um, I've got the pages ready so I can go back to my references, which is, okay. there is a weird tone uh, towards certain uh, things in this book, and it makes me feel very uncomfortable at the use of these two times. So when he started talking to her again, she asked, do you have a multiple personality disorder? <laughs> I asked severely. First of all, it's not called multiple personality disorder. It's called dissociative identity disorder. You don't use the other phrase anymore because it's just rude and it just gives, gives up a false image of the mental illness. Also, that's not how it works. It's so, it's like she's annoyed at him. And instead of being like, why are you so hot and cold with me all the time? Which is a very fair statement. She's just like, what is wrong with you mentally? <laughs> why are you like, why do you have mental health problems? What is wrong with you? <laughs> That's genuinely what just happened. Could you imagine if you sat down with someone, you were having a bad anxiety day, and they were like, why have you got mental health problems? Can you not have them? Like, 
is that why we don't have good friendship mental health they'd be like I don't want to be friends with you someone said that to me like just because I'd been a bit grumpy with them and now I'm not being grumpy with them like that is not that's not even multiple personalities that's just being grumpy with someone and then not being grumpy with someone I swear to you if it would have been the other way around like if Edward was the girl and Bella was the guy it would have been like are you in your period exactly it that was exactly what it is she couldn't ask him if he was on his period so she's just used something and it doesn't even relate to what's happening in that situation at all being grumpy with someone and then not being grumpy with someone is not it's no just having feelings that's just having feelings (laughs) um which also handily let me just i say handily like i know where it is but i keep moving the book and then uh there we go so he asks her if she wants a writer to seattle and she's like who with who uh myself obviously he enunciated every syllable as if he was talking to someone who was mentally handicapped. That's also not how that works. <laughs> that you just enunciate really loudly into someone's face. I just hate the term mentally, it's the mentally handicapped. I don't even like using handicapped as anything. Handicapable. I. Handicapped. Stop it. I'm giving two shout outs to two people if you're interested in learning more about dissociate, can't talk, dissociative identity disorder, have a look at Dissociated on YouTube. Um, And then also, I love Molly Buck, also on YouTube. She uh, is blind. um, And she says she doesn't really appreciate the word handicapped um, because it comes from a, um, from like a negative way talking about people um she um she prefers the word accessible you know if you're it's not like handicapped seats like it's accessible seats uh so yeah i think it's just for the yeah like you said the whole word mentally handicapped just comes from i don't know if, if it's on purpose probably not i think it's just lack of education which you don't really have about it if you don't know anyone yeah. but it just it just comes yeah, it just sounds really like spiteful i find it's it's the same as if someone's like talk to like when someone says oh you talk to them like a bit they're a bit slow yeah and I hate when people say that as well like if someone has a like genuine learning difficulty that also doesn't require you to speak like that the only person where it helps to speak solely and enunciate is someone who is deaf and is reading your lips yes so everything that happened in that sentence was just awful I think reading it when I oh when I first read it, I didn't see much of these things in it, but that's mm-hmm. probably because it's something I wasn't dealing with myself. Also, it wasn't talked about. I feel like even now, I mean, obviously we've experienced or experienced mental health difficulties in some way or another, but it's also something that just has not been talked about. I think even people that don't have anxiety, panic attacks, depression or whatever, they're aware of it now. Um, where I feel back in those days, like I know when when my anxiety started, there were still people not talking about it. Um, so I think it's just one of those, yeah, it's just lack of education, which, you know, you don't always, it's not always your fault. When you're younger, you probably really just focused more on the love story and not on like the underlying tones. But like, if you are, because like I said, I, that, that, neither of those things relate to anything towards myself and yeah when I was younger I didn't have like 
the knowledge I have now about so many things. But imagine if you were someone who those words attacked when you're reading that book for the first time and like how like you'd be caught up in the self story and then you just see that line it would just be like oh thanks yeah it's such a horrible way of doing things like it's the same as when people use like people use a variety of things to make people see how negative something is Mm -hmm. using like um using depression to show that's a negative thing or people being like oh we saying like a character like oh they thought they were talking to me like I was gay or something they don't don't do that or one of my favorite is I just have a bit of OCD because I like having my room clean yes just liking your room clean does not mean you have OCD And oh, I just, it's, there's not a lot of representation for things everywhere. And imagine the only bit of representation you have in, in a huge series is just this one line that's really horrible. <laughs> like having a learning difficulty and someone being like, they're talking to me like I'm mentally handicapped. And you'd be like, oh, <laughs> gee whiz, thanks. I was already having enough trouble in my life. Because... Inclusivity. <laughs> no one is safe. <laughs> Honestly. It's what you want, the chess players, the mentally handicapped. Multiple the personality disorder. Multiple personality disorder. We're loving it. <laughs> the only point I have left is an editorial, so I don't know if you have any more criticism. I just kind of want to talk about the whole girls' choice spring dance again. again. It's girls' choice. It starts off with Jessica asking Bella if it's okay if she asks Mike, and she's like, yeah, well, wouldn't it be? Um, and then Mike was really weird. She asked him why. Um, and he said, well, Jessica asked him to the dance, but he was wondering if Bella would ask him. Mm-hmm. And like, I just, uh, it's just the whole thing with Tyler, Eric and Mike. It's girl's choice. If she want to go with you, she would. She would ask you, but she doesn't want to. But then they're still so, so clingy. And uh, I just hate it, the whole interaction with Tyler when, you know, Edward stopped stopped all the cars. She said, well, she's not going to be here. Um, so she she's not going to the to the spring dance. And he says, that's cool. We still have prom. Like, fuck off. <laughs> just fuck off. That's literally what I wrote. It's like, no, just go away. Uh, the whole thing that it being a girl's choice dance. And it's almost like they're trying to make it okay because some of the girls asked the yeah. boys. But again, I feel like it's just to show that Bella is desirable maybe that the boys are all like it's trying to make it seem that the boys not waiting for her to ask is like it's it's a good thing like because she's so pretty and yeah they're all like so like interesting to boys that they would ask her but it's not it's not good I think when I read it originally when I was younger I definitely didn't really know what like feminism was properly um and I thought it was like a dirty word <laughs> and I would have definitely rolled along with the girl's choice but it's so cute that the boy has asked her anyway it's not yeah. cute no let the women make their choices respect them yeah boys suck in this book yeah they do more. yeah that's all my I have one editorial for this week yes which is the fact that Edward doesn't like her causes her to slide into a depression and that shouldn't be what happens when boys don't like you but if that is the case for Bella then there needs to be some kind of backstory because it just being because a boy doesn't like her 
cannot cause this much problem in her life and it's got to be related to something that happened in her past and I think it's yet again the not not putting anything in and I again I'm giving the author too much credit for some things because I do this quite a lot where I say oh it's probably because maybe she was thinking this but I think it just comes down to lazy writing and being like oh teenagers feel depressed so I'll say that she's depressed yeah but I would edit that a little bit to either her not being depressed about Edward or her saying she's sliding into depression because of Edward and talking about why why yeah and whether that's just because she is feeling I I wouldn't even mind it if it was that she felt so like isolated because it's a new place and yeah okay so she's getting along with some people but there was someone that she felt um that she was on the same level as because she sees herself as like very intelligent and interesting and Edward is very intelligent and interesting because they know a bit more than other people because they've already done these classes before wow. <laughs> um because she does hold herself higher than other people a hundred percent yeah and I don't think that's a good trait in her but even if that is a reason why she's finding it difficult with Edward is that she found someone that she could relate to at the school and they didn't want anything to do with her and she was just finding it a bit difficult to like refind a place to be and like her like how to interact with the friends that she's not really wanting to be friends with too much and it that almost makes more sense than what's on the page I yeah, could then, deal with it just being that she was struggling because he was the first person she could relate to that didn't want to talk to her. Yeah, and then also I feel like we, we've got to remember like that, or she's a teenager and as a teenager your emotions are very quickly all over the place and you can totally feel sad and upset and disappointed and isolated without being depressed. Like the word depressed, like you said before, is just used too often to just you know, make someone understand that someone's deeply upset and, and sad and know about something. But there is a difference between being sad and upset and just, you know, struggling and full-on depression. Yeah. Um, and I do think we should stop in general. I do catch myself doing it as well, but I think we should all stop in general to use actual mental health problems to describe just you know, normal feelings. Yeah, I've had people being talking about like, oh, I have like such anxiety over this thing. And you're like, and you're just a bit nervous. Like, or like when people talk about, when they talk about something and they're like, oh, it just gives me such anxiety. And you know, they're not meaning anxiety. They, you, they mean that it annoys them. Yeah. Like, you're allowed to say that really annoys me. Or like, um, you know when people cut cake wrong so that the slices go a bit weird? Yeah. And like, oh, it gives me such anxiety. Like, does it though? <laughs> so yeah, so that whole bit with her being slipping into depression, I'd really like it to be edited to her feeling isolated because of and it I like I said, I can understand her feeling isolated because he was the first person she felt like she was on a level with, even though it's not a very nice way to think about all the other people in that town, but sure Bella. Yeah, or a film maybe just in general with um, you know, everyone, you know, being kind of nice, but then someone just being really rude to you for no reason whatsoever. If you're if you're already a bit, you know, feeling overwhelmed with being at a new place and you know trying to find friends and also just not really knowing yeah I don't know just being just being a bit overwhelmed and then you just have this random person who just vividly dislikes you that much then obviously it could also yeah make you sad make you feel isolated you know make you feel all these feelings um 
but it doesn't mean that you're depressed. Or then, like you said, absolutely fine if it does make a spiral into an actual depression, but then it would be interesting to have some background at any point about why. But I don't think we ever get that. Like, I feel if she really has mental health issues, then it would be interesting to have a bit of a backstory. But I don't, I don't ever think we get any of that. Um, that would explain any of those, you know, like you said, like those little hints and or throwaway lines. Yeah, there's so much more I want to know about this story that we're never going to know. Yeah, Just we would like we would like a Twilight prequel about Bella's life before this. Um, so uh, we can make sense of it a bit more. Like, if anyone listening knows, because I can't be bothered to go and look because I'm lazy. But if anyone knows any like theories that are out there or things that have been written to fill in those blanks, I'm happy to have a fan fiction sent to us to have a little read. Oh, or yeah. Or a theory to read. I just, I don't want to go looking because I don't want them to be in my history and then they sort of ruin all my um, algorithms. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe something's going to be mentioned in the Twilight Psychology book. So we'll see about that when I get around to read them because um, it would be very interesting so yeah that was that was mainly editorial so i don't really have anything else for this chapter it was just a lot of feelings about certain things wow what a sentence i know right it was, it was <laughs> a lot of, it was a lot of feelings about a few small points that meant i missed a few points along the way but it's okay you found them <laughs> but we still love it <laughs> i don't even know if i can love it there's this is my thing. Every chapter I've read so far, nothing has been like, oh yeah, that's why I liked this book. Yeah. The only thing so far that's made me go, that's why I like this book, is Charlie. Yeah. Like, he's a really great dad. There, the rest of the book so far hasn't had any redeeming factors for me yet, but there's got to be something because I loved this book so much when I read it the first time. I think it's one of those weird books. You know, maybe I might be wrong because they're obviously you know, the Twilight mums who got into Twilight when they already were probably in like their 30s, 40s. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it's, I have a lot of those books that I loved so much when I was a teen. And now I listen back to them and like, I've listened back to a lot of um, books on audiobook where, you know, they came out as films now and I just wanted to like remind myself what was happening. And then I listened to them and I'm like, this book is awful. It's really creepy. Um, why did I enjoy this? <laughs> so maybe Twilight is going to be one of those. Like it's like a book where you know if you would read it now for the first time, you'd be like, "What the hell am I reading?" Yeah. But who knows? But I still I feel like now you know when I read it, I'm like, "Oh, this is so dumb." But then I still have that kind of like feeling, emotional kind of like a tiny bit of like emotional love feeling for that book while I read it, even though I'm really annoyed about it. It's really weird. I started reading Twilight a little bit older than when you were reading Twilight. So the same feelings you have towards Twilight of the like the love and the hate and like all the memories that come with it, I get with Harry Potter. Yeah. Um, because I read that and it went the the books and the films went on long enough that it was kind of like my whole childhood was taken up by Harry Potter and I spent ages like looking into more things for it and getting just as much information as possible. And I was having merchandise for Harry Potter before the films were out. I've got a Harry Potter game that has, um, it's like Cluedo. It's called Mystery at Hogwarts. Yeah. You might know it. No, it's not. That's what the game's called on the phone, isn't it? 
I don't know, but I know there is a really old, like, Cluedo, Harry yeah. Potter. Do you know that? I'm yeah. pretty sure it's called like Harry Potter Mystery at Hogwarts or something like that. And it's like Cluedo. And then they have drawings of the characters because there was no cast yet. They hadn't made the films. Yeah. It was just when the books were out. And Crab and Goyle don't have drawings. They're just silhouettes. What's up What's with that? that? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, so yeah, so you're, the feelings you have towards Twilight is the feelings I have for Harry Potter. And I think it's because I read it at a different time and yeah. I had different things going on in my life. Like it was like a bit of escapism for a little bit. And then when I look back at it, I just, I just have some anger towards a lot of the things. And I don't get that same like, ah, that I yeah. probably would get with other books. It's the age gap thing. <laughs> it does. It does make sense though. Cause for me, I obviously, Harry Potter was my childhood, but it was my literal childhood. Like it was up till I was like eight or 10 or something. And during yeah. those years, obviously you're not, you're, you're like involved in it on a different level. Like I didn't do like research or anything. I just read the books and I loved them. And that was mm -hmm. that, but with Twilight and then obviously the internet, I feel like, yeah, when you read stuff in your teen years or you read stuff that leads into your teen years, then you get just so much more involved, involved in it. So I think, yeah, what was for you, your Harry Potter was with me my Twilight and my Hunger Games and my Percy Jackson. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I was super obsessed with Twilight when it was happening. But I feel I, like from uh, you know from the feelings of looking back, yeah, into it, like the feelings that come up. I just got into it really hard, really fast, and then left it again. <laughs> like the sex and the book we're reading. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to be like, "That's what she said," but it's fine. You did another version of that. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, I think that is everything to talk about in today's episode. And I should have more points. We're taking away from this chapter that this is that this is dumb and we hate it. Here's to the next chapter. <laughs> Hopefully, it's going to be better. Our expectations are very low by now. <laughs> yeah, they really are. Um, so thanks again for listening. If you're still with us from episode one, that would be. Uh, a success because that's what you want to happen isn't it people to keep us safe <laughs> good job chloe wow. um, <laughs> we'd also like to say a special thank you to basil for our cover artwork you can find him on instagram at pop doodles you can find us on instagram at breaking down underscore podcast or email us at breaking down dot podcast at gmail.com our intro music is by kevin mcleod and our outro music is by silent side and remember, it's not the end, it's the beginning. Um, I was just bonking her head against the microphone. <laughs> so, on to plot, which is where <laughs> we... Put your bottle away! <laughs> I've moved my mic about one inch and I cannot cope with it. <laughs> Just hit my notebook off it, my head off of it. I've like kicked the table. This is all because Fran's mic is too loud. <laughs> it's uh, it, oh my God. <laughs> I've literally moved it an inch and I can't cope. <laughs> <laughs>